Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Here's Tom Souter along with Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. Well, good morning, boys. Good morning. Hello. How are things? Ah, great. Everything good in your world, Cap? Sure it is. Why All not? right. In Hawkeye world, good? Uh, Hard to say? <laughs> Hard to say. I mean, you can answer that as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I'd say things are wet in Hawkeye land. And they're going to be. Yeah. We got more rain coming? Yeah. Today? Uh, chance of storm, yes. Today, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. The good news is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sunny and uh, upper 70s. So. And we'll see. Sounds I mean, great. Yeah. I'm the other. I remember last week, weren't we supposed to get like two inches in like a, in an hour, and it never came? Yeah, I remember that. So we'll see. Yeah, Jan was disappointed about that. <laughs> two inches that never came. I bet she would be. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Do the best you can with what you got, right? And you're not selling yourself short, right? Why not? I'd like to thank you for playing one of my all-time worst songs ever as I got in the car today. Uh-oh, which one? Lawyers in Freaking Love. <laughs> that is just the dumbest song. And I like Jackson Brown. I don't mind him. I, I do what too. the hell was he thinking there? I like Jackson Brown, too, but I, I kind of agree with you on this one. This song's just ridiculous. <laughs> I know it is. He's but it was a Yeah. I yeah. mean, I just, I mean, the part where he's screaming, uh, it just gets worse. Yeah, that's not my favorite of his by any. But he made money. Wasn't it a hit? Well, oh yeah, it, well, yeah. Would have one of his biggest one. hits. How yeah. does that happen? Yeah. yeah, because for the most part, people don't have good taste. Okay. Oh, baloney <laughs> crap. I mean, for but, the most I mean, part, you no. know, I love the. Um, I give you the streak. <laughs> that girl could sing. I love that song by Jackson Brown. And every once in a while, you play that one, Captain. Yeah. I'll give you credit. You know, running on empty. That's fine. I've just good heard song. It. I've heard it too many times, though. I just. But Doctor My Eyes. That's okay. My favorite Jackson Brown song though is that girl can sing. I love the guitar solo. Yeah, that's I just song. love the guitar work. Is that him playing Jackson the guitar? Jackson Brown. Uh, Probably not. Number eight on the pop chart. Jesus. Uh, in 1983, number 30 of all songs released in 1983. Oh, I'm willing to go this far. I'm not sure if Afternoon Delight's any worse. Oh yeah. No, oh, I I'm think not, it's a lot. Worse. I'm not ready. I think Lawyers in Love is Ooh. right there. Okay. In the festering crap hole with that afternoon delight, girl. Well, I mean, that's your your opinion. That it's a valid could, opinion. That girl could. I sing. don't share it. That girl could sing. I bet didn't go as high as Lawyers in Love, tragically. Okay. But it was a hit because it was on a lot too. Yeah. Uh, 
think one of my favorite of his... Peaked at uh, number 22. Okay. I think my favorite of his probably didn't uh, chart at all, wasn't really... Well, These Days. I like that song. These Days did not chart. Yeah. No, I like that song. These Days are... And it wasn't... It wasn't put out to chart. No. Running on empty, I'm sure. Did it go number one? I'll bet it was top five for sure. I don't know if it got to one. It was almost like an anthem. But I think that was his highest charting song, I think. Well, it's the song everyone sort of... Dr. My Eyes was his highest chart. Was it? Yeah, and we're playing that. That surprises me. I figured running... Because Running on Empty is more famous than Dr. My Eyes. And I both songs are good, but... I mean, Running on Empty is sort of like Jackson... 11. Like, running on Empty... Uh, wow, I would have thought it did better than that. Mm-hmm. I kind of think of that song like Billy Joel and the Piano Man. So Lawyers in Love charted higher than Running on Empty. Good God. <laughs> How do you like I that? rest my case. <laughs> No wonder. <laughs> I was in Five Seasons Center when he played that. Yeah? And they went nuts for Lawyers it. Lawyers in Love? Yes. Good God. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I mean, I, I, think, we need my... to, I think we need to take a deep look at ourselves as a nation. <laughs> really? Well, we, I agree with elect, that. We elected Trump. What? Boy, no. do I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. Lawyers in Love charting at five should have been a harbinger of things to come. <laughs> With, um, that anything can happen? <laughs> yep. Captain brought up Trump. <laughs> Trying to stay away from him. Yeah, whatever. You know, stay in my lane. <laughs> whatever. Did someone just call? Yeah, but they were in, they, they didn't stay there. Hello. I worked with a gal that went to school with him in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and she still is. His real name is Leonard Brown. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't either. And, yeah, and he the high school picture. He looked just the same as he always was. Yeah, and she even uh, kind of grew up with the Beach Boys. It was pretty incredible. Hmm. She said, "Did go to the beach and listen to the Beach Boys." I bet she's got some stories to tell. Yeah, but that's even without knowing them. That's the way. Yeah, the stories. Yeah, she was crazy and wild. <laughs> Did she cozy hey, up to those thing. boys? If you get yeah. my drift, I, actually, his name was Clyde Jackson Brown. No, Leonard Brown. Well, <laughs> Captain. According, well, according I'm to just him, saying that's what is. Your, I, I tell me your book. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I just said according to according to him and his autobiography, his name was Clyde Jackson Brown. Did you just text him, Captain? I just punched in Jackson Brown. It says autobiography, and it says Clyde Jackson Brown. Now, there you go. It's well, either Clyde or Leonard. Yeah. He came from Los yeah. Angeles. Uh, he said yep. uh, he went to school with a woman that was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's her. <laughs> hey, uh, I had to work. Uh, Friday night, I had to work downtown in front of the hotel, and uh, there was dance competition and a uh, little league competition. Isn't that what a hooker says? <laughs> Friday night I had to work downtown in front of the hotel. There. So anyhow, every, everybody asked me where, where to eat, and I said either the Mac Room or Need Pizza. I'll bet I saw 250 boxes of Need Pizza heading back to that hotel. I mean, nice. back three high. You should have asked for commission. It had to be a record. It had to be a record. Oh, no, it wasn't because of me. I think they just also wandered over there, but it had to be a record-breaking night for them. Maybe they wanted pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Man, There's I not a lot. whole lot to eat down there. I've eaten a lot of pizza since Friday. 
I had one one piece of pizza at the ball game yesterday, and it was bad. Did not have any. Why was it bad? Because it was cold and it wasn't good. How much it cost? Four dollars. I had a ten-inch Sam's thin crust on Friday, which was good. But then at my mom's memorial service at the reception afterwards. My brother, they brought in like 25 boxes of Scornabaco's pizza. I don't know if you've ever heard of Scornabaco. Uh-uh, good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's 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 kind of Des Moines Wigan pin. It's really, Yum. really, really. And I just ate like eight pizza. I just couldn't stop. Thanks, caller. I just could Thanks. not stop. It was so good. But I'm not used to eating pizza at 11 o'clock in the morning. But then on my way home, I, I had to stop, and I had one tasty taco. I wasn't that hungry. I just did it more as a memorial dedication. I normally would have eaten two, but I had one, and... Got back to Des Moines, but yeah, it was a. Uh, what's weird about my mom's, my mom and dad, their tombstone, about ten feet behind their tombstone is my former high school baseball teammate, he um, who died when he was twenty-five of a, his thyroid gave out. Wow. He, just, he just died, and yeah, that's just weird because I got this picture of my parents' tombstone down there, and the back is Mark D'Angelo. That's, that's weird, weird to see, yeah. isn't He's, it? Yeah, I mean, he was born five months after he was born in January of sixty-four, and he died in nineteen ninety. When I went and uh, saw my uh, brother's gravesite, he's going to top yeah. me. You're going to up me. No. Who's next? Who's no. next? Churchill. Winston Churchill. <laughs> right next to <time>. him. <laughs> no, it's just you. You look around and all these people that I heard of dying when I was a kid. They're all. Mm-hmm. They're surrounding. Yeah, but are they all old? They're mostly older than you, yeah. Know, right? Yeah. It just is weird to see. I mean, it's just, I remember when I guess when Mark... it was so weird to see my brother in there. Yeah, yeah. Amongst them. Was your oh, brother you. older than you or younger? Younger. Younger. That would be weird losing a sibling that's younger than you. Uh, granted, I can't do that because I'm the youngest. Me too. But it was, I mean, it was just when I reminded, when I saw that about Mark, it just kind of reminds you to keep everything in perspective. And as bad as things may get, you know, I mean, that guy only, I know what's weird is I had played pickup basketball with him about four months prior to that. I was still living in Des Moines when he died. And I remember I hadn't heard we played pickup basketball. And he was a really athletic. Was it a surprise to you? Uh, oh, I was surprise. stunned. I was yeah. stunned. I mean, I I was something to do with his thyroid. What can happen with your thyroid that kills you really quick? Do you guys know? I mean, no, I, I don't. I believe it. Do you know, Captain? It no. was something to do with his thyroid. If I, I remember correctly, I yeah. mean, I suppose if it stopped functioning entirely, might be. But a, can't you live without it? I mean, don't people get their thyroids removed? Yeah, and they get. Uh, oh boy, maybe, but they have to have some serious medication. Well, yeah, I think there was is. Was it thyroid yeah. cancer? I don't know. It very well, pro- that's probably what it was. I mean, that, that's probably what it was. But all these memories came back to me, and I'm just sitting there thinking, God, there's my two parents. It can cause an isolated heart attack or stroke. Um, oh. A rare autopsy case of death due to thyroid crisis is reported. Reported. Um, but man, twenty-five, and he was in just yeah. perfect shape. He was, I mean, he was a really good athlete, really good baseball player. And people it just, with higher levels of thyroid hormone in their bloodstream are at greater risk of sudden cardiac death. Okay, maybe it was something like wow. that. Maybe it was. Yeah, I did not realize. Maybe it was we learned something, something today. Wow. Um, but Captain yeah. bringing it. Yeah, Jackson Brown's first name was Clyde. I'm checking all these other sources. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was. Thyroid. I don't know where Casino Guy is getting Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was Casino Guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Casino Guy. Yeah. You guys have a lot of guys that call in who I, you guys know them, but I don't know who they <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you say they're my minions. <laughs> they're all here. These are your well, minions. Well, they are listening, and it is 
Oh, and hey, Wednesday. Hawk fanatic segment. It's Wednesday. We're going to have Jan Jensen and her son Jack on oh, cool. at 9 o'clock. Jack walked 120,000 120, steps, I believe, in one day. I do about anywhere between 10 and 11 a day, which is between five and six miles. And that takes a little bit of time. But, man, what he did is amazing. So, yeah, Jan couldn't come on today. She had a meeting at 945, and he was busy. But they are going to come on Wednesday at um, 9 o'clock. I just think this is something we need to shed some light on. And it's a, it's a really good cause for charity, and it's just really cool. So, yeah, we're going to have so them So he on. did that in one day? I, don't, I thought that's what I read, but that seems pretty incredible. Because that would be almost impossible. I would think so. Maybe I read it wrong. I can't imagine he did it in one day. Maybe, he, that's, maybe that's the amount of walking he did for them, which is – by like I said, by itself, that still an enormous, incredible, yeah, incredible. I may have read the tweet wrong, or the tweet may have been worded wrong. I don't remember what it was, but what he did, and this is the second time he's done that. And I just think that's really neat for a kid that age to be that concerned and about you know charity and trying to help people. So yeah, we'll have him on. If you guys you know Google it and. And that's 9 o'clock, right? 9 o'clock. Yeah, I, I read a little bit about it, so yeah. I'll but yeah, 9 o'clock on Wednesday, we'll have him on with, with Jan. They're both going to call in, and I just think it's a really neat, I just think it's a really neat cause what he's doing. And it is neat. want to shed some light on that. So, um, And then um, I'm trying to get Wieskamp on. I've been talking to Mike, or Mike, Matt Weitzel, but I don't know. He may, he hasn't spoken to anyone exclusively in the... And it may be one of those things. And if he doesn't want to come on, I tried, to get him to, I tried to get him today, but Matt Weitzel was at a family reunion, so he couldn't. And technically, I still got to go through sports information because he has not officially said he's leaving, which he's done, though. We've been knowing, we've yeah. been saying on here for weeks that he's done. And I think the way he played at the Combine now, some people are saying that maybe he might slip into the first round of the I draft. I heard. I hope that yeah. happens. I'm not convinced of that yet. I sure hope it happens. And maybe it will. I mean, but he, Joe looked really good. In that second scrimmage, 26 and 10, he was clearly the best player, I thought, on the court that day. And that's big when you can stand out in a situation like that where everybody's trying to show their stuff. And it's it's unfortunate that Luca got injured. It, and it was wasn't able to do his thing. Yeah, that was unfortunate. So hopefully, you know, he'll still do good in these individual workouts and what have you. But I'm guessing. Who do you think it's picked higher? Joe or Luca, assuming they both get Well, picked. I would have given you a different a- answer a week ago. Um, and, I probably would have, too. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like Joe is. Yeah, remember when we had Bobby Hansen on uh-huh. and how he spoke? I, I mean, and he, he wasn't just saying this to provide lip service and to just be a Hawkeye homer. I remember him telling us, you know, Joe, if he can show that he can make threes, he goes, he'll be in the league. I remember him saying yeah. that. And, Bobby, you know, who better to evaluate a shooting guard than a former NBA shooting guard? And Bobby brought up another good point. Joe's a good six foot six, mm-hmm. And I guess his re- they said they measured his reach. It was like 6'11". Yeah, just huge. And then with a 42-inch vertical jump, 4.1 body fat. I mean, I think sometimes, and I don't want to speak for other people. I'll speak for myself. I think sometimes maybe I have a I doubt Joe because he's a white guy from Iowa. You think there's something to that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Racist. Sure do. I'm a racist. I, I don't think you're a racist. I'm a reverse racist. <laughs> I remember as a little kid one night I was crying in bed and mom came up and she couldn't, she didn't know why I was sad. And I'm like, why? I was sad because I wasn't born black. Because all my favorite athletes <laughs> at the time were all black. And she always loved telling me that story. Wow. I'm like, why didn't God make me black? Because I had probably just gotten done watching Walt Frazier or something. I was like seven years yeah. old. And they always got a kick out of that. And... Um, <laughs> I remember my mom saying something to my dad, and it was just kind of a little funny moment. That is funny. I know uh, we were, my mom was coming up short uh, one month, probably a lot more than that, uh, 
in the checking account, and uh, in all my wisdom, I said, well, just write a check for it. You're just fine. Write a check for it. But she, she couldn't. Because so the checking account old was empty. I was six or seven. So is this before your dad started working at Iowa? No. He was at Iowa. What the hell? Why weren't they paying him? Oh, they were. It's well, just five kids. Yeah, five oh. kids. My mom didn't, wasn't working at the time. I guarantee you the person in his position at Iowa now wouldn't have any trouble paying for five kids. Mm-hmm. I wrote a check in college. I just went out of money, write a check. Oh, I bounced checks in college. It was not good. I bounced checks in college. My junior year, I ran out. Because all I did was work during the summer and build up money so I didn't have to work during school. But I lost, I ran out of money in like um, late April. And I remember my dad saying, hey, man, you still got another month before you can start working. And I am. Um, so I just bounced a couple checks, and that did not go over well. I'll bet not. No. And then they I let, always had money in college. I mean, not a lot. Oh, I usually did. I'd make a couple grand during the summer and... I was spending money, you know. I was I, spending money to drive the Cedar Rapids to work. <laughs> well, that was pretty and, stupid. And yeah, and was not making a lot of money. I mean, at you the were station. making less than you were spending to get there. Well, I had a, a seventy. What was it? Sixty nine, sixty nine Galaxy five hundred. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice you, ride. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> what How years were gas, these? What year How much was this? gas do you think that? Took? And maybe it was a was it this was a 70s? Well, it was a 67. I know, but how old was the car when you were driving it? it what was, years were these? Oh, God, it had to be a 60 or something. I know, but what years were you driving the 67? Oh, 67 to uh, uh, 7. So you had it when it was brand new? To 69, basically. It was pretty new. No, it was in the 60s, though. It was my folks' car. Oh, okay. The big yellow boat. And my folks had some. We had a Tempest. We had a Vega. We had a Tempest. We had a Firebird that looked just like Rockford's Firebird. We always had uh, Chevys because my dad knew uh, a Chevy dealer up in Mason City, and we always got our cars from That's him. what we did because my dad's brother was the general manager of Sumner Ramsey Pontiac yeah. in Des Moines. But they had a bunch of different used cars. I always remember going down there on Saturdays and talking with him on Saturday mornings. And, God, he smoked like a chimney. He's overweight, and um, he lived a lot fewer years than my dad did. Yeah. How about the world record, the girl who set the world record in the 400 hurdles? Did you see her? Mm-mm. My God, she it looked was. like Beyonce running track. Good <laughs> Lord, is she good looking. Yeah. This is all legs. Oh, Sydney McLaughlin. I mean, yeah. Google her. Mm. I mean, just S-Y-D-N-E-Y. I don't want to sound creepy or anything, but Captain, did you see it? Yes. Didn't you re- yeah. realize how cute she is? I'll bet he picked up on it. I mean, I was just like, good Lord, she could go straight from there to modeling. To modeling. Yeah, no, and she's got the perfect model. she's mo- unbelievable. Oh, she's unbelievable. She just she destroyed the world record holder, just ran right by her. She's from New Jersey, ran at, te- at, ran at Kentucky. I remember she was really good in college, but, man, she's just getting better and better. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, awesome. she's very easy on the eyes. That's what I will say. But, yeah, she um, set the world record like 51.90 in the 400 hurdles. Yeah, I mean, if you watch it, you just go, how in the hell did she do? She flies. And she was just she got just stronger like down flies. the stretch. I mean, she nobody else had a kick left in her, but, boy, she did. Sydney yeah. McLaughlin? Yeah, yeah. It was very impressive. Yeah, check her out. 51.90. Yep, that's impressive. First woman to break the 52-second barrier. Yeah. I mean, it was a it was an incredible race. Favorite song, Lawyers and <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, how did you like that? So I'm watching the Bandstand Saturday. I, those were neat. I thought, this, I'm glad you showed me those. This guy 
downloads every week. He downloads a different bandstand. Uh, he downloaded two this week. One, he colorized. You know how expensive that is? He colorized the whole 1957 Christmas bandstand show. He did? Yeah, this guy did. And But he also sent this other one with Pink Floyd doing that some... That song is terrible. Yeah, some song. I mean, I don't but, just worship Pink Floyd. I mean, there's so, that but song But do you horrible. understand how Clark just kept pushing him on bandstand and they don't belong there? I, and thought, I, don't know I didn't realize Dick Clark was that outside of his box. <laughs> Evidently. You know, I didn't, you know, seriously, I didn't either. But the more I, I look at these, more. I look at these videos. But he kept pushing them, and they don't belong. They really don't belong. These are oh, not dance no. tunes. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. <laughs> They're not dance tunes. <laughs> no, no. I don't know why. Well, I mean, and that was one of the worst Pink Floyd songs. Ever. That was with Sid Barrett. He was still in the band, and they just they hadn't adopted adapted that change. You know, because they went through, you guys know enough about Pink Floyd to know they went through a huge sound change yeah, yeah. after oh, Sid yeah. Barrett left the band. Even I know that. Yeah. And um, that, but that song "Apples and Oranges" that is terrible. Apples and oranges. Now I thought the Doors performance was good. Jim was sober. I didn't see any liquids no. on him. No, but I hate, I hate light my fire without the instrumental solo. It just doesn't work for me. Without the, the keyboard solo, yeah, yeah. I'm not, that's one of my favorite things in music. And I get it, get it, why you can't. Do it, and Jim was the only one who said his first and last name. Did you notice that, Captain? Yeah. The others just said their first name. And yeah. God, and I said, man, these look young, but they were all like twenty-two. Other than Manzarek, he was like fifty back then, wasn't he? He was considerably older. He yeah. was born in thirty-nine, I believe. And Morrison, he was four years older than Morrison, who I believe was two or three. I think Manzarek was at least five, six, seven years older than some of those guys in that band. Because I think he was born in like thirty-nine or four. Well, I think you're Check right. Check it out, Captain. I think he was born in thirty-nine. He may have even been older than John Lennon. I think it was 1939, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So that would have made him almost 30 when the doors mm-hmm. started. And those guys, the other guys were all in their young, early 20s. The Piper at the Gates of Dawn has some very interesting sounds. These gentlemen you're about to meet are on their first visit to the United States. As a matter of fact, they've only been here uh, less than a week, as a matter of fact. Waters just starts chanting. Please? The Pink Floyd. The Pink Floyd. Listen to the song, how bad this is. Yikes. And that's brutal. <laughs> what the that is brutal. <laughs> the harmonies are good. That's that's Roger Rogers on the harmony. Yeah, the harmonies are good. Seriously, this is American Bandstand. And that band evolved into Dark Side of the Moon. Think <laughs> yeah. about that. Well, Dick Clark, I mean, he he was an equal opportunist. I credit him for that. <laughs> but I oh, mean, sure. you can't dance to that. Well, oh, he influenced American music oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, yeah. No, Who do you think influenced him or music. him or Ed, Ed Sullivan? Him. Him. Oh, he's... Listen, he really did give... Black artists. Oh, I know the, the platform. Yeah. That, I looked him that, up. I did more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, he also let Jim Morrison say get much higher. Whereas Ed Sullivan, of course, was worried about. Yeah. Can you believe back then? Well, Ed was a stick in the mud. Yeah. He looked sure. like a vampire mummy. Well, you know, when I got in and I got to do some shows, and he was in Davenport. Oh, you met him? And that's yeah. Was I he, worked for him. Was he nice? 
he was super nice. I had just started in radio, and I, you know, I said, well, you know, I don't fit the, I hope I can make it, because uh, I don't have the voice like the, the guys I'm working with. And he says, yeah, but you're the only one that can be you. Be yourself. Don't worry about that that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he encouraged that's me. That's good advice. And then when he'd come into the area, he'd say, hey, do you want to work backstage and crap? He'd, he was really nice to me. In fact, uh, when I was in Waterloo in 1972, I wanted to do an oldies weekend on the station, and I wanted to call it American Bandstand, uh, American Bandstand Weekend. And I called his office to ask permission because uh, I was a stickler for compliance then. Of course, you always have been. And he went in the studio very seriously. This was a Monday I called him. He went in the studio on Tuesday and did me a whole weekend's worth of liners and wow. stories. I, I've got them on big reels. That oh, I, my God, that's great. I mean, and hosted the whole freaking weekend and then air uh, expressed them to the station. I got them on Thursday morning. And you must have thought you died and gone to heaven. I thought this was, yeah. Well, no wonder you love the guy. I love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I well, mean, I can see when I bought this station, he sent, it was in, you know, trades that I bought the station. And he sent me a little congratulations. And no, I, he was. He sent you a little RIP message? He was very kind to me. Yeah. And the last words when I talked to him, I talked to him a little before his death, and he said, whatever you do, uh, play Lawyers in Love. It's a wonderful song. <laughs> I was wondering when the story was going to end. <laughs> no, he was kind. He was very kind to me. He didn't like Jim Morrison. Did you ask no. him about Morrison? No. No. He said he'd never be on his show again. And more, more, no, he said, he goes, you guys will never be on my show. And Morrison's like, hey, we just were. <laughs> and um, but no, it ended ugly because you know they he wanted them not to say that's how that's how anal they were back then about words. Yeah, you could yeah. say higher. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. I could not imagine having those types of restrictions. Yeah, it was ridiculous for a while. But then four years later, all in the family's on. How do you explain that? Change. Because the world was changing yeah, so much. Yeah, the world was changing. Yeah. Uh, we were in a revolution. It was a revolution. Because the thing with Ed Sullivan, I believe, happened in 68. You, you thought I was talking. I'm not talking about Sullivan. I was talking about Clark. Oh, okay. I don't know Sullivan. Well. Except, have you met Dave here? Our salesman, Dave, from uh-uh. Cedar Rapids? Mm-mm. He looks very, just almost like a young Ed Sullivan. It's, okay. I mean, it's yeah. eerie. <laughs> That's why we call him a Sully. Yeah. No, I thought you were talking about um, Ed Sullivan. No, we were... Ed Sullivan told me to go to hell. <laughs> so he was not. See, I was surprised. No, I I'm... never, I never met Ed Sullivan. I'm guessing Ed Sullivan <laughs> was not as friendly as Dick Clark. Would be my guess. Dick I Clark just seemed like guess. a very affable person, just a very nice yeah. person. Yeah. You know, so, oh, agree. hey, um, back to the Hawkeyes. I did my all. I finally did my all Ferrance team. I saw it. And I was going to do it last June, and I remember I had it all ready for the launch of Hawk Fanatic and everything, and then the racial stuff came out, and I'm like, yeah, probably not the best timing to no. do the. So I pushed it back a year and did it, and it, you know I've gotten a lot of interesting feedback. I mean, it's been, um, and it was tough. I mean, it was tough because what I did was instead of taking the five best offensive linemen, because probably if you did the five best alignment under Ferentz, probably all, you could argue that all five were tackles. 
You know, mm-hmm. I kept it with guards, and I even did the linebackers. I kept, I did the Leo, the Mike. I thought your, the, your linebackers were good. But it was hard because some people were like, you know, Christian Kirksey never made even second team all Big Ten, but he was the best Leo linebacker they have had under Ferentz, I would say, over A.J. Eads. And the problem with the Leo backer is they don't get a lot of stats because they play in space. They have mm-hmm. to defend the tight end a lot, and they just don't. They're not able to accumulate the stats, but the tough one, because Abdul Hodge is probably one of my top two or three favorite players in the Kirk Ferentz era. Mm-hmm. I just, but I couldn't take him over Josie Jewell because Josie Jewell was a consensus, unanimous first-team All-American. I, no, I, I thought couldn't, that I, was a good choice. I mean, it was tough, though. I mean, I because yeah. you, could, you couldn't go wrong with either one. And the other tough ones were, I mean... Tight end. Tight end was tough, but so was putting Davion Nixon ahead of Jonathan Babineau and Colin Cole because Davion only played two seasons, only played eight games, but he was a unanimous first-team All-American and the defensive player of the year in the Big Ten. I just I couldn't overlook that. Now, where I did take body of work over one incredible serve, it was Brad Banks over Drew – or no, was Liddell Betts over Sean Green, and I've had some people disagree, but I stick with it. I still say Betts could have easily been Sean Green with better blocking. Absolutely, and, and he had no help. No, and Micah Hyde over Josh Jackson. I mean, Josh Jackson had that one great year, but, man, Micah Hyde started for three years, played extensively for four, played safety and cornerback, and was the Big Ten defensive back of the year on that terrible 2012 team. So that's where I went with body of work. And the other one, and I, I made two changes from last June. I put Tyler Lindebaum in for Bruce Nelson, and I put Davion Nixon in for Jonathan Babineau. And those were the two changes I made. And I thought about putting Torrey Taylor in for Ryan Donahue, but Donahue started for four years and made second team all Big Ten twice. I want to see another year of Torrey Taylor. But it was close. I I considered it. I did (laughs) consider it because Donahue never had the individual success that Torrey Taylor had. And then, um, but yeah, here, I'll read it off. I'll read my teams off. I thought it was a good team, though, and it's hard to I got a comment uh, on our Facebook when I reposted it. Can't argue just which banks had played two years. Well, he did. He wasn't ready. You mean started? He played two years. He just didn't start. And he wasn't ready. And you remember... He played less and less as the 2001 season progressed because he struggled. What, who was it against Wisconsin when he stepped out of bounds? Uh, I can't remember the team, but it could, could well And be. I love Brad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Brad's been on here. He's told me off the record, on the record, that he wasn't, didn't have full grasp of the offense to play. He's, he was not ready to be the starter yet. And, um, but, no, I understand. People can think whatever. Okay, but here's – I thought there were three no-brainers. The first thing I did when I started was put Bob Sanders at strong safety. Of For course. sure. Without question. Marvin McNutt at wide receiver, without question. And Desmond King at cornerback, without question. Those were the three. Nate Kading used to be a non-brainer, but Keith Duncan – Keith Duncan gave him a run for his money. I mean, Keith Duncan had a real good year. So, okay, here's my team. I got Marvin McNutt at wide receiver, Darrell Johnson, Koulianos at wide receiver. And I mean, there's some only... people could complain about that just because he's well the drug charges, but yeah. he still is the second all-time leading receiver, and he and Marvin McNutt are the only receivers to have over 2,500 yards at Iowa. I mean, oh, I have no problem with your I choice. Mean, you just, and then um, tight end was Dallas Clark over T.J. Hawkinson. That was a tough one. I gave Dallas the edge because he played on better teams. Mm-hmm. He played on better teams, and I had to have something separate him because they both won the John Mackey Award. I think most Hawkeye fans would tell you, name a Hawkeye tight end, and they'll see Dallas Clark. I think, yeah. I I do. And then, okay, tackles, Robert Gallery and Brandon Scherf. This was tough because Tristan Wirth, Brian Balaga, and Riley Reef. But these two guys won the Outland Trophy. The other three didn't. God, Brian Bulaga's been in the NFL for, what, 12 years? Something like that. Isn't that just ridiculous? For some reason, I just looked up. Yeah, 12 years. 
And then, um, but I had to go with, I mean, Scherf. I mean, Brian, um, Brian Balaga was a better NFL player than Robert Gallery, no question. Marshall Yonda was the best NFL player right. of all these guys, but Marshall Yonda played two years at Iowa and never made higher than second team. You, you can, this was strictly Iowa. And I think a lot of people were like, how could you leave Yonda off this list? Well, well, if you do body of work counting the NFL, you can't. I, mean, I don't But believe. I didn't do body of work right. counting the NFL because if I would have done that, I mean, a lot of things. Then that's different. I mean, a lot of things. Robert Gallery wouldn't have been on here. I mean, but this was just at Iowa, and Scherf and Gallery are two of Iowa's four Outland Trophy winners. They have to be on here. Yeah, And then my center was Linderbaum. I thought he showed enough last year and become making second-team All-American to replace Bruce Nelson. I just – I. I've seen enough of Linderbaum, and I think by the end of this year, it won't even be close, assuming he doesn't get hurt. So that was one of the changes. The other guard position was tough because Yonda played a lot of tackle at Iowa. Mm -hmm. But also, Sean Welsh made first-team All-Big Ten, and Yonda didn't. So I that And Sean Welsh, I mean, he did miss some time for personal reasons, but Sean Welsh played three years. I mean, Marshall was only here for two years, and so that was a tough one, but I had to ignore the NFL stuff, and I picked Sean Welsh over Dace Richardson. And the reason I gave Sean the edge over Dace is Dace only played in four conference games this, the year he made first-team All-Big Ten, which is amazing. I, yeah. And then um, the other thing at tight end, I would say, barring injury, Tony Moyaki would have been the best tight end at Iowa. I agree French. with you. He was the most complete tight end they've ever had, but yep. I couldn't put him on because he was hurt too much. Yep. He just was. But when healthy, he made he a glass. Was, I think even healthy is better than Kittle. But he just never, ever could stay healthy in the pros or. And that was, someone asked me about George Kittle. George Kittle never made. He never, I mean, he didn't have a great college career because no, he was he hurt a lot. They didn't no. use him a lot. And he, and he never even made second-team All-Big Ten. George Kittle is another one. He's in the Marshall Yonda category. They are by far the two most successful NFL players, along with Bob Sanders under Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> but, I mean, I had to go strictly with college. So, okay, then the other guard was a no-brainer, Eric Steinbach. I mean, he was – Eric Steinbach was great, and he was good in the NFL. Quarterback came down to Brad Banks and Drew Tate. I went with Brad Banks one great year, partly because of the way Tate's career finished. Fair enough, and he was injured as a senior. He was injured, but he played in every game, yep. and he got benched at Minnesota. And that's when Kirk Ferentz made the reference Fat Cats. That Tate's Tate senior year was a disaster. And I know these people say, well, yeah, he was injured, but he was not injured enough not to play. No, that's right. And I'd say the same thing with Bethard. Oh, he was hurt. Well, he still played. I mean, so he wasn't and that he injured. And he probably shouldn't have. And um, maybe Tate shouldn't have, but they did. And yep. But I just thought Tate – and, you know, Tate's junior year was okay, but that team fizzled at the end. They went 7-5. Yeah. and five. They did. So I just – Tate lost 12 games in his last two years as Iowa's starting quarterback. And I just – so I went with Brad, and I still say for one year, Brad was as good as any Iowa quarterback I've ever seen, including Chuck Long. And what was different about Brad is he ran. Ran, so, ran for almost four hundred over four hundred yards. I wonder how how uh, Drew Tate's legacy at Iowa would have been perceived differently had he not hit uh, Warren Holloway at the Cap One Bowl. Think that would have changed his legacy? Well, I don't think he would have been revered as much as he is. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, I mean they they struggled at the end. I mean that Fat Cats that two thousand six season was a disaster. Remember when they put Jake Christensen in for him at Minnesota? Yeah. And Christensen right away throws an interception, and they took him back out. But, no, I, I think you're right, though. I think that helped, and that capped an incredible year. That was one of the greatest years ever for an Iowa quarterback. But Brad Banks finished runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. 
Well, I think that the most amazing thing about Drew that year is the fact that the, we had no running game whatsoever. No. I mean, zero. But they had a great defense, great receivers. Yep. I mean, yep. they, but no, they didn't. They made it work. And that's why I was surprised that that, that was the high point for Drew because 05, they had a great team, and that team just. I think sometimes, is it fair to say Drew wore on maybe his teammates sometimes? His personality. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. him yelling at Tony Milwaukee on the field. I think there were times where maybe he wore on his teammates where Brad, everybody loved Brad. I mean, how could you not like Brad? I remember him saying his mom was happy just hearing the birds sing. That was Brad. I mean, Brad just had yeah. such a nice outlook on life. Yep. Always the nicest guy. Just It was just a great guy. So that was a tough one, though. Quarterback was tough. Yeah, Drew uh, Tate pissed off his teammates. Well, he was just Some mean. Yeah. He, yeah. Was mean. he was mean to the media at times, he too. He was just yeah. a... Com- uh, Uber competitor. Yeah, but he was at times a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, That's for true. lack of a better word. But he was still a great competitor and and was a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I mean, well, I, you know, that's why I gave him. I, I, it was originally Tate, Stanzi, and um, Banks, but I eliminated Stan. Tate was better than Stanzi, I thought. Some people will disagree, but I thought Tate was better than Stanzi. I, I, mean, I would agree. Stanzi never made first team All-Big Ten. Tate was the offensive player of the year. Running back was tough. Sean Green, Liddell Betts. I went with Liddell Betts, and I said, I go, um, unlike a quarterback, I went with body of work over one incredible season, giving Betts a slight advantage over Green, who won the Doak Green was truly spectacular in 2008, rushing for 1,850 yards, which is the most in program history for a single season. Betts, on the other hand, was a three-year starter under Kirk Ferentz and helped lay the foundation. Betts never rushed for more than 1,090 yards as a Hawkeye, but he also ran behind undersized and inexperienced offensive lines for much of his career and played on teams that finished 1-10 in 99 and 3-9 and in 2000. Betts is Iowa's second all-time leading rusher with 3,686 yards, and most of those yards came the hard way. He's also now Iowa's running back coach. I just... Yeah. I just think if Lobdell Betts had a little better timing, would have been probably would have been Iowa's all-time leading rusher over Cedric Shaw. I, uh, I, I absolutely you, agree. And then fullback was a no-brainer. Jeremy Allen was the only one. I mean, Edgar Cervantes, I guess you could – but Jeremy Allen was a weapon at fullback. He had – I mean, he had um, over 400 total yards in that 2001 season, which is when Iowa made its breakthrough under – under Ferentz. So, yeah, Jeremy Allen was an easy choice at fullback. And then getting to defense, defensive end was tough. I went with Claiborne and Roth, and the reason I didn't, here's what I said. I go, Roth, uh, uh, this spot where I picked Matt Roth, I go, this spot came down to Roth and A.J. Epinesa, uh, Epinesa, and it took a while before finally picking Roth. Both players were disruptive forces coming off the edge, but Epinesa only started for one season while Roth played extensively for four seasons and was a three-year starter. Roth was a second-team All-American in 2004 and made first-team All-Big Ten in 2003 and 2004. He also finished his career with, with 30 sacks, which is the most for a player under Kirk Ferentz. Epinesa's only flaw or blemish is that he was part of a three-man rotation at defensive end as a freshman and sophomore and played the least among the three. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily his fault. I, then I said, I go, if picking this team was based solely on loyalty and unselfishness, Epinesa would have been an easy selection. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I had to go with Claiborne and Roth just because they had a bigger body of work. Then the, uh, oh, I don't think that's a bad choice in the slide. I agree with you. And then defensive tackle, I think it's easy to forget about Mitch King, but he was the defensive Big Ten defensive lineman of the year, and he twice made first-team All-Big Ten. Um, no other defensive lineman under Ferentz can make that claim. And then the other one was Davion Nix, and I put him over Jonathan Babineau and Colin Cole just because of all the awards he won this year. And let's face it, he was good this year. He was oh great. Oh, my God, yes. He was great. Now, he did he only play force. in eight games, so that one you could go either way. I don't think if I would have put Jonathan Babineau on there, I, I think that would have been fine too because he was really good. Yeah, definitely. But Jonathan and Colin Cole never made first-team All-American. And, um, yeah. and some guy accused me of – paying too much of attention to awards well 
what are you supposed to do when you're ranking people? Awards yeah. are part of it. I mean, of that, course. Yeah. That's just, and then um, weak side linebacker, Chad Greenway, no brainer. Oh, there's no question. Middle there. linebacker came down to Josie Jewell and Abdul Hodge, and it was hard not to pick Abdul because he is one of my top two or three favorite players under Kirk. But Josie was a unanimous consensus first team All American. I just could not get that out of my head. That was the difference. Yep. Then the tough one was the Leo, and it came down to Christian Kirksey over AJ Eads. Neither one made all Big Ten, but Kirksey played extensively for four years, three-year starter, team captain, and was very good. He just didn't have the stats to make all Big Ten. Now, defensive backfield, cornerback Desmond King, no explanation. The other cornerback came down to Micah Hyde and Josh Jackson, and this spot came down to Hyde and Josh Jackson and was another case of body of work versus one spectacular season. Body of work prevailed as Hyde was a three-year starter and was named the Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year in 2012. I mean, Jackson had his one great year, but other than that one year, he barely played. How about his game against Wisconsin. Uh, at Wisconsin? Two pick sixes, and wasn't that the only points the team scored? Yep. yep. But he, other than that season, he barely played. Yeah, no, I mean, you're so right. I, I just went with Hyde just because I thought his body of work. And then I also considered Jovan Johnson and Amari Spivet. Amari Spivet made, I believe, he made all Big Ten a couple times. He was good. Mm-hmm. And um, strong safety, Bob Sanders. Here's what I wrote. No explanation is needed for this pick with Sanders being the most influential player during the Kirk Ferentz era. Sanders was a force on the field and one of the hardest hitters to ever wear an Iowa uniform. He made first-team All-Big Ten three times and helped change the tempo under Kirk Ferentz more than any other player. Tyler Sash, who passed away in 2015, also also deserves to be mentioned because he twice made first-team All-Big Ten as a strong safety and had a knack for making big plays. But Sash was up against a Hawkeye legend and maybe the most popular player under Kirk Ferentz. The free safety was Amani Hooker who played both positions at Iowa, but he was the defensive back of the year, his junior year in, six, in 18, really good. And then kicker, Nate Cading over Keith Duncan. Then punter, Ryan Donahue over Torrey Taylor. And then return special, it was, I picked Amir over Darrell. Maybe because Darrell had the receiver, but Amir was, Amir, I, you know, uh-huh. Amir was very good as a kick returner. So that was my all-ference team, and it was fun doing it, but it was tough, man. It was hard. And, and I'm going to be doing the all-Fran McCaffrey team probably later on this week. I pretty much got it picked, but there's some tough picks on that one too. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. No, that was a good article. Thank you. I yeah, mean, Gars is, a no, Gars is a no-brainer Yeah. under – who else? Who would you say are the no-brainers under Fran? Oh boy, uh, Aaron White. I would say Aaron White and Garza, and that's. I mean, who do you take? Utah or? I, well, I'd have to go forward. I, I want to try to go center, power forward. I'm going to try to do it by position. Mm-hmm. And um, it it will be interesting. To, it'll be interesting before when I get all done. I mean, Garza. I mean, Aaron White was a power forward, which means I'm, you have to take Aaron White over Tyler Clark. You're Tyler Cook. Yeah, I think There's no so. No choice. Yeah. And I would take Aaron White over Jared Utah, wouldn't you? Uh, yes. Uh, guard court's going to be a little tougher, I think. Um, I mean, Devin Marble, Matt Gatons. Um, Matt's only problem is he only played two years for Fran. Mike Gazelle. Yeah, Mike Gazelle. Um, yeah, no, it will be it will be interesting because a lot of the really good point guards. Jordan. Didn't. Yeah, Jordan. Um, Jordan definitely has to be considered. Um, but now if you were doing the top point guards at, in the history of Iowa program, I mean, I don't know if Jordan would even be in my top five. Yeah. But the what, four ahead of him would be, of course, Ronnie Lester, B.J. Armstrong, Andre Rollwards. Those are the top three of yes. all time. I mean, no questions asked. And probably in that order. Now the fourth one. Um, Dean Oliver or Dean Jeff Oliver Horner. or Jeff Horner would be fourth yep. and fifth, and then maybe Jordan sixth. Yeah. I mean, Jordan, you have to consider him because of just everything that he's done statistically. But his lack of defense and his – Sometimes 
inability to show up in big games. I mean, mm-hmm. Jordan had some huge games, made some has made some game winning shots. But Tom, you know, there's yeah. games where he just well, I think didn't the, show up. One of the most telling statistics I've I've ever seen in Iowa sports is our game against Oregon. Jordan Bohannon zero points. Uh, Connor McCaffrey zero points. And didn't somebody else have zero points? Uh, uh, Frederick. See, Frederick. Yeah. I mean, that that's your guard court. Yep. Yeah, that's why they lost the game, and Jordan didn't even play much in the second half. Remember, I just remember the image of him sitting on the bench. I remember saying to myself then, I go, there's no way this is going to be his last game. I, I kept thinking, I started thinking back then he was coming back. Yeah. Because I but just didn't. Zero points. I, I, I don't know that you can find a statistic that is more telling. Well, do you also remember Jordan versus Gonzaga? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he couldn't get a shot off. Well, he, I couldn't mean... get, he had trouble getting the ball. Past midcourt. No, you're right. But we're also talking about the all-time leader in three-point field goals, a guy who's going to have close, maybe get close to 2,000 points. I mean, his uh, he, he blows Ronnie Lester away statistically. Oh, yeah. But he also played in way more games. But statistics don't always tell the story. They don't. They don't. So, yeah, I'm working on that one now. And what about it's, the, uh, the Lick years? Can you imagine doing the all-Lick lighter team? Where would Lil Lick go? No, nah, he would not be on no, it. No, he wouldn't. Who would? Well, Gatons would be on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jesus. Uh, Jake Kelly. <laughs> yeah, a guy who played two years and then I mean, like think about. It. I mean, I know. I guess Jake. Yeah, I guess. I mean, J- Jared Cole. Yeah, I would say so. The all should I do the all lighter team? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard. Could you imagine? It would be. A, I should Freeman. do it and, I, and just leave every blank, every space blank. How about Tony Freeman? Yeah, I think Tony. Yeah, I think Tony Freeman. Man, Tony Freeman was good. Yes, he was. It's yeah. unfortunate that Licklider's weird, quirky behavior and crappy yeah. offense caused him to transfer. Uh, it just seemed like the best player every year transferred. Yeah. Well, they did. Yeah. The leading scorer transferred three years in a row. Yeah, that's just astounding. And I think some other players were threatening to transfer, and that's why they had to get rid of him. Yeah. And I'm not going to name names, but I think we can figure out yeah. who they are. And had he transferred, it would have just been... There's, One could, of them could be working in Des Moines now without mentioning <laughs> names. And could have a father who we've spoken <clears throat> to. You know, and I, but like I said... Well, it would, David... Uh, I can't remember that he wouldn't use... David Palmer. David Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. 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 Two of the best games back to back Purdue, Wisconsin, 19 and 11, 18 and 10. Bench him. Yeah. Then he played left. Then he played. Play, see, to me, though, that's where Barta should have stepped in and said, What the hell are you doing? I know I'm not the basketball coach, but, you know, why is David Palmer not playing and your little pipsqueak son is? That's when the AD should have, I think. And maybe Barta did. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But Licklider was a freak. We have to. I know you loved him, Captain. He was nice to you at Ivy. <laughs> yeah. He was nice to me at Ivy. I don't know that I loved him. I certainly didn't like going to the, the games oh. and seeing nothing Yeah, happen. love's a little strong. We had yeah. great seats, though. We did have great Who seats. Who didn't? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> good point. Who didn't have great seats during the Licklider time? That is honest, a good point. Honest to God. No, I didn't like, I didn't like the... Uh, the games. But that was a crisis, man. That program it was. It was. And I mean, and you know how much I love my Hawks. You stuck with him to the end. I mean, I remember I used to make fun of you. I, I did. But on the other hand, I didn't watch all of the games. I could. If the game was over at halftime, I I didn't watch well, anymore. Well, do you remember we started talking about, we started having like a business meeting during the game. 
Uh, <laughs> we were talking, I mean, honestly, God. Well, Shooter, your loyalty. I remember bringing up that line that Letterman had on. What was that line Letterman had about France during World War II? They didn't, they didn't believe. They weren't worried about Hitler until the German soldiers came marching down yeah, yeah. or whatever. There was. That's kind of like you yeah. stuck with Look Letter to the end. I'll give you credit. <laughs> Yeah. But but when you turned, you turned fast. You were ready to you ready, ready to move on. <laughs> Speaking of ready to move on, let's take a break. Okay. What time is it? But a good job on your uh, good job wow. on your. It's all already nine fifty. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. It's so easy. Just remember one number. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. Your FTD florist. One eight hundred eight hundred rows. Remember. For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. As for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of us is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional, transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Once upon a time in the land of the Hawkeyes, a business grew. A business that would become synonymous with real estate. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson of Hawkeye Title and Settlement. When you're buying or selling your home, you'll need title and settlement services. Consider the Hawkeye Title and Settlement team. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement. The team you love, the people you trust. Dear U of I, just a note to let you know, if you're ever thinking about selling Kinnick Stadium or Carver Hawkeye Arena, please consider Hawkeye Title and Settlement. We're here to provide efficient, high-quality real estate title and closing services. Signed, Hawkeye Fan Forever, and send. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Whether it's a large commercial property or if you're buying your first home, remember, we're here to help. Hawkeye Title and Settlement Services of Iowa City. You'll love our team just like you love the Hawks. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit DiamondDentalPC.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. 
car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichstring of the Oxyok Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyok family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyok Inn in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtin and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtin and Stalker Jewelers Making memories Making moments KCJJ Weather from SevereStudios.com. We are looking at more rain here over the next couple of days. I don't think we're going to have much severe weather, but we could get a quarter to a half inch of rain if you get caught under some of these scattered thunderstorms over the next couple of days. Today, mostly cloudy, scattered showers and thunderstorms, 79 for a high this afternoon. The wind out of the south at around 5 to 15. Tonight, scattered thunderstorms, 68. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, scattered thunderstorms with a high of 82. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently at 73. Hawkfanatic.com. All right, thanks, Steve. Um, uh, Pat, you just brought up that uh, former Hawkeye great Fred Barr is undergoing some serious health issues. Yeah, um, I've got his. There's a GoFundMe page for people just in the, um, let me read this this is really sad fred no stranger to hard work often worked 50 60 hours per week and spent his time taking care of his fiance jessica and two children frederick and luna when life took an unexpected turn and fred began the fight for his life for the past two years fred has been battling through what he thought were severe migraine headaches and pushed through debilitating pain every day until one day the disease he suffered from overcame his ability to function 
Working a position that required his daily presence, Fred was eventually let go from his job because it became unbearable to meet his obligations. Unable to function normally, Fred was forced to seek help. Fred reached out to a multitude of health professionals. After a number of emergency visits, he found little relief and no answers to what was causing his pain. Eventually, he found a primary doctor who referred him to a local neurologist who in January was able to diagnose his condition, and it wasn't good. Fred is suffering from a rare condition called... Trigeminia neuralgia? Is that how? Trigeminal Tri- neuralgia, Tri- I would say. Trigeminal neuralgia, okay, which causes chronic debilitating pain to the back of the head, neck, and face. There are only about 13,000 cases in the U.S. per year, and it's considered amongst pain specialists as some of the worst pain known to medicine, often being referred to as the suicidal disease because the level of pain the patient is forced to bear forced to bear. Fred Barr is in trouble and is fighting for his life. There is little to no pain management that can help comfort a patient suffering from, say it again, Tudor? Trigeminal neuralgia. The, the, the trigeminal nerve is the largest and most complex of the 12 cranial nerves. It supplies sensation to the face, mucus, membranes, and other structures of the head. It is the motor nerve for the facial muscles and runs along the back of the brain to below the cheekbone. Severe cases such as Fred's can leave patients suffering with constant 10 out of 10 levels of pain. When it really flares up, the pain is excruciating. Fred's condition causes him to feel some level of pain 24-7. He has tried numerous medications that have tried little to no relief and has produced some fairly horrible side effects. He sleeps 18 hours a day and is unable to participate in any normal physical activities, let alone play with his two children to spend quality time with his wife. Jessica... To a man who at one point was an unstoppable force, a true leader of Kirk Ferentz's four years at Iowa, and Superman to his two little kids, this is an unbearable and unacceptable existence. And um, I can keep reading. Um, but there's a GoFundMe page if you, uh, if Hawkeye fans or any fans want to help Fred. He needs it because as somebody who just made one emergency trip to the hospital, I mean, nothing is free and everything is expensive with medicine. I can only imagine the medical bills. Fred is facing and he's unable to work. So this is where hopefully fans and just good people in general will rally because Fred needs your help. And yeah, Colin Cole and Edgar Cervantes have organized this effort for him. Mm-hmm. And um, It's just awful. Gosh. Remember Fred was the one who said, I hate Iowa State. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, and it was it was so Fred was Fred was a I mean he he did a little trash talking but he backed it up and what I always will admire about Fred Barr and Colin Cole is they came to Iowa in 1999. Yeah, they came they when were the program the first class. was in crappy condition, and they took a leap of faith with Kirk Ferentz, and vice versa. And boom, look at the story. Fred was a multi-year starter. Colin became an NFL player. I always respect those guys for coming from Florida at a time when Iowa football needed help. Well, now Fred Barr needs help, and um, I look forward to donating to this GoFundMe yeah, page. I and I, I don't like telling people how to spend their money, but to me. This is a good way to spend some of your money. If you're a Hawkeye fan, um, you can uh, make a difference. You can make yes. a real difference. I mean, Fred definitely needs our help. And I mean, I, I mean, I could not imagine. I mean, when I, I rarely get headaches, and I would say 90% of the headaches I've had in my life have been hangover related. But when I get a headache, I'm done. I can't do anything. God, I, can, I can't even imagine what this is like for him. Oh, I, I can't either. I mean, you know, like, a 10 out of 10... I mean, when my hernia was hurting, it was hurting bad, but I don't think it was anything compared yeah. to this. I yeah. mean, I've I'm, got arthritis, but I could take Tylenol and deaden it. I yeah. mean, Whereas it doesn't sound like... No. It, this is just... This is terrible. 
That's so sad. Well, I've just posted the GoFundMe Good. pages on uh, thank you on our Twitter and our Facebook. Great. Okay, I'll retweet your tweet. Great. You, you just put it on the KCJJ tweet? Uh, yes. Okay, I'll retweet that. Great. Why is it not coming up? Hello. Hello. Hey. My husband went through a lot of pain, so I, I can feel for this poor guy because my husband was constantly in pain towards his last few days. <sighs> but I was wondering... What was it that made us hire uh, Licklider in the first place? He was the coach of the year. Coach of the year. National coach of the year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. no, he came pretty... Um, it looked like a home run hire at the time. It looked, like, it looked like a home run, but it missed. But it turned out to be a uh, uh, strikeout. On three pitches. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, talking about home runs, do you think the Cubs can go up and do anything with the Brewers? Hope so. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean... I, I would they guess they got they kind of got in a turmoil there with the Dodgers. I kind of wonder about that one home run that was taken away from Hayward. Do you think that was really a home run? Or I, I wasn't because watching. The, the the umpire that was sitting there seemed like he thought it was. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't watch it. And the Do- let's you know the Dodgers are pretty good. I mean they're, they're they the sure World are. Series champions. I wouldn't just losing two out of three. I mean the Cubs are struggling a little bit right now, but a lot of it's the competition they're playing, and they're playing yeah, away from well, Wrigley. That's so. true. The Dodgers did have a, a four-game losing streak there, but but they're still good. And yeah, I mean, is it a three or four-game series with the Brewers? Four. They just got to try to get a split. They just got to avoid a one-three yep. or an zero-four. Oh, That's what they. Well, have maybe to it's avoid. a three. I'm not sure. But anyway, if they if they beat them in all of them, then they'll tie them. Because right now they're three behind. Oh, they are three behind now. Okay. Well, yeah. like I said, it's still better than I thought they'd be at this stage. They're yeah. still in it. But they got to be careful. Well, we though. still have half the year to go. So. Yep. Okay, guys. Well, mm. thanks. Thanks, Karen. Can't, I can't figure out why your KCJJ tweet's not coming up. I went to the KCJJ account. No, I did thought it put go on there. It should have. I thought maybe that I had un, that I maybe mistakenly quit following you guys. You it's know how sometimes there. I know I saw it, but it's not showing up on my timeline, which is weird. I'll just have to call up. KCJJ, but you know, sometimes you can accidentally on yeah. your cell phone follow somebody or unfollow somebody. Cell phones are tough with, but all right, I'm going to retweet yours and because now a lot of people are seeing it. And so can they, they can't do anything about this? About his yeah. condition? Evidently not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just depressing. Just kind of. No, that's awful. Just kind of sucks the air out of the show, doesn't it? I'm saying a former that's Hawkeye great needs terrible. your needs your help. How's that? Yeah, and I'm, I'm betting your guys' tweet. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I mean, and it's amazing so much of what you take it just take for granted with your body. You know, I mean, yeah. think about that. You know, the the membrane line. You know, with all the sensation that goes. You know, I don't think about stuff like that. No, you don't think about does. stuff like that until you have to. Yeah, you know, but it's just so I just cannot imagine what his two little kids are going through. And his wife. I mean, it's just... Fiance. Sometimes, man, life isn't fair. Well, life a lot of times. No, you're right. A lot... You know, you're right. So there's guys like me that just... Everything... You know, really. Everything falls in their lap. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I've been really lucky with people that I've met. Like... Oh, yeah. You know, with my uh, attorney. I, I never would have 
had this or anything. Well, you've overcome I, cancer twice. Yeah. So you've been unlucky, too. You've had cancer twice, yeah, and you're okay. 71 and still getting up at 3 in the morning. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'd call that lucky. <laughs> no, that, I don't know if I'd call, you put it that way. I don't know if I'd call that lucky at all. <laughs> thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks. Wait, you're 72, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. You do this because you love it. Oh, uh, yes, it's a labor of... Something. It is a labor. It is. Your song, instead of lawyers in love, it's labor of love. <laughs> labor of love. All right. Well, um, but yeah, I just retweeted that, and um, let's hope that um, they can. Obviously, they can't find a cure for it. It doesn't sound like, but you'd think that in this state with medicines, that they'd be able to find some way to control the pain a little bit. Yeah, yeah to deaden it. Yeah. But I guess the only way would be to take a bunch of opiates or fentanyl or whatever. Then you're not living a quality life anyway well, that either. That might not you? be working either. I mean, who knows? Well, something's putting him to sleep for 18 hours a day. Yeah. I would imagine true. it's that's probably, true. would you guess it's probably fentanyl, Captain, if you had to guess? <sighs> yeah. Sure that's probably much of it, a life, no matter. No, that's how he has no life no. right now. And I, it's just tough. I mean, Fred's not that old. I mean, if they cut the nerve ending, because it's nerve, I mean, that's what... That is. It's yeah, a, that's what pain is. Serious, is nerves, form, right? serious form of neuralgia. Yeah, um, it's just tough. I, I, I remember, I've heard about this. This has been going on for a while. I, I heard a couple of years ago that he was really starting to struggle. People have, uh, I mean, people get neuralgia and their face hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that they You think they, they could really, do, they do control you think there's a connection to football? The, all the hits he took? Well, you have to wonder, don't you? That's yeah. what I wondered when I read it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything above the shoulders. Yeah, you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if maybe some other, if it'd be interesting to see if any other former player. I mean, Fred didn't play in the NFL, but Fred played a lot of football at Iowa and took a lot of hits and delivered a lot of hits mm-hmm. as a middle linebacker. I mean, Fred was a real physical player. He was a tough dude. He was dude. a tough dude. Yes, Didn't he, he come to one of our uh, tailgates? Um. Yeah, I think he yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah, he was back late. when we were over by Kinnick. Yeah, when yeah. we were over by Kinnick, he real nice. I think guy. he was a teacher. I thought I know he was living in Des Moines. I thought he may have been a teacher at like Des Moines East High School, and I know he was coaching and what have you. But man, life is just cruel sometimes. I mean, it really. Then you think about all the creeps in this world that have good health until they die. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just life ain't fair. Nope, nope. nope but nope. no, Hawkeye fans, Cyclone fans, Drake fans, just good people in general. If you can help Fred out. The GoFundMe page is on Twitter, and you know, if you got a couple dollars to spare, this is a this is a good way to do it. He's thirty-seven. <sighs> Think about that. That's it. He's twenty years. Yeah. He's almost twenty years younger than I am. His common-law wife. So they've been together over seven years. Is that what's that mean? He's got five children. Doesn't he have Eight, to be five, three, two, and one? <sighs> Doesn't he? Have... Wait, 99 was his first year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 22. Wait. He's got to be 40, doesn't He's he? He's got to be. He wasn't 15. Yeah, he has to be 40. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he yes. graduated from high yes, school. Yes, yes, yes. This is an article from uh, Rob from 2018. Okay. Yeah, he graduated from high school okay. in 99, so... Yeah. He's 17. Yeah, so that would be about right. He's about 16, 15 years younger than I am, and I'm in. I'm 56. So yeah, he'd be around, right around 40. Yeah, man. I remember. I. I mean, 40s. It's just. It's just. It just sucks. It just really it? sucks. I didn't yeah. realize he was in that much pain. You know, and, and there's some diseases that can kill you, but 
you don't have the constant driving pain, you know, yeah. but you know, it's your, your body's fault. I get it. I'm not minimal. You know what I mean? I'm not minimizing yeah. it, but this is one of those. That, well, and that's why they call it, what do they call it? The suicidal disease mm-hmm. in the article. Cause the pain becomes so unbearable. You just, you don't want to. Well, pay. and some people, well, it was the guy that the head of Texas roadhouse developed something similar to this mm-hmm. uh, after COVID. And he and he ended up committing suicide because mm-hmm. the pain was just the guy who started Texas Roadhouse. Yes, really, I did the not CEO, realize that. CEO, I don't. Yeah, I think he started it too. So he developed something. COVID caused something. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yes. these people screwing around. Now you look at Missouri, and the the main pe- people that are in Missouri, uh, in the hospital, and some on ventilators are twenty five to forty four. Yep. And they never got. They Actually, never got. Uh, I have a vaccine. feeling we're going to be wearing masks again. Yeah. Possible. I just because of the, that variant. Yep, yeah. and just because of the people that refused to get vaccinated for whatever stupid reason. Stupid reason. Idiots. Either religion or politics. Yeah. And, uh, and mostly politics. But well, I know some that's religion. Yeah, there's, there's some that. Too, because don't they use? There's something the pro-life people don't they something with stem cells or something the research or something related to abortion. I well, know. and the, and the Pope already went through that with the Vatican, and they said uh, these were stem cells. Yeah, these were not living stem cells. Yeah, I think the Pope is going to have to overrule all the bishops over here who don't want. Oh, uh, he already. Bi- he already. Oh, I know, and there's some. Did. There's a lot of resentment in the Catholic Church right now. Yeah. A lot of people are pissed at the Pope. I mean to think that, I mean, to think that my religion, Catholics, like Donald Trump more than the Pope right now. I mean, think about that. That's just unbelievable. Or they like Donald Trump more than Joe Biden. Joe Biden's about as Catholic as you can get. Yeah. He's just not completely, completely pro-life. I mean, but he doesn't think abortion should be used as birth no, control. No, he doesn't. Oh. Think, he doesn't. He's not in favor of abortion. No, he's not. But, but, he's, but yeah. But he doesn't just go across the board blanket. You know, yeah. no, under any circumstance that you know I. Well, See, it's separa- a real sense, you know, issue. separation of of church and state. What's and that? If, if they don't want to do that, pay if taxes. they don't want to live by that, pay t- yeah, pay taxes. Yep, yep, that's what I say. Any pay your freaking tax. Pay taxes, and if you want to get that involved in politics. Yep, yeah. I agree. So, but but no. Um, all right, now we've gone from Fred Bar to politics, but um, <laughs> to but, religion. Yeah, to religion. Well, it's always a good idea. <laughs> I'm sure. My guess is Fred's probably been, been doing some praying. I mean, I pray for him. Oh, I pray boy. for those souls down in Florida right now. They still haven't found 152 God, of them. That's just awful. And you know, they did have a guy on today who said, you know, there's a chance there could be people still surviving in air holes because he did bring up a good point. That let's say there are some people surviving. He goes, you know, there's a lot of water running through there to where they could get drinking water. And he even brought up the fact that. A lot of refrigerators and stuff were part of the rubble. He goes, you never know what's in there. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to be positive. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not ready to rule that out, but man, it's grim. Well, with every day that passes, it, it gets harder to Could you imagine being the be people that live, that live in the other oh, complex? They no. interviewed this girl. She looked like she was, she says, I can't sleep at night. I keep thinking the place is yeah. going to collapse. Okay. What about the people that are working to do this now? They, they could end up with yep. the same mm-hmm. diseases and 9/11. lung problems as 9-11. How about yeah. the dogs? Yeah. They showed a dog. They CNN showed this dog yesterday that had been there all day. just yeah. And tail wagging, just doing its job, man. And I just about cried. Hello. Hello. 
Um, getting back to the Hawkeyes here a little bit. Um, did you see where Jake Javos put on a clinic down here in Davenport? Yeah, for a young some kid that passed away. Yes. And he had um, Nate Stanley and um, Tristan Wolf's, um, Tristan here yeah. and some of the other players. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, I did see that. Another good cause. Yeah, yeah it's a very good cause. Uh, there's a nice article on Channel 6 about it. Okay. Awesome. All right, thanks. Stuff. Yeah, it no, really I saw. nice, you know, and to me it's kind of neat that, you know, here's Tristan Orr, Super Bowl champ, and he's back here doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's great. No, he's a good PM. Well, he lives here. This is his home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's for some kid that died from brain cancer, young kid. Yeah, very sad. Yep. Very, very sad. Yep. But it was nice to see this go on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I agree. A very good cause. Yep. Yep, I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, thanks. thanks. So, thank yeah, that was good. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yep. But, yeah, there's a lot of great causes. Remember Austin Schroeder Flash. I mean, they play the... That they play those baseball games in honor of him. I mean, he died of cancer. I mean, at, at what was he, 15? I yeah. Mean, it just, there's Patrick just, yeah. McCaffrey's buddy. A lot of unhappiness in this world. I mean, I see those Shriners commercials. You know those Shriners where they're, and they show that, that little kid yeah. that's got that bone, brittle bone disease. I mean, it's just. That's what Anthony had. Is that what Anthony had? Yes. Okay, okay. The, um, he spent his childhood, until he was like 19, he was in a hospital. For most Did he outlive how long he was supposed to live? No. Just about right on the yeah, right on expectancy. The... How old was he when he died? 50, wasn't he? Okay. Yes. Okay, but I think Going little, on 50. I think this little kid's name is Caleb, Maybe and you've kind of watched Maybe him grow up before for... your eyes for those Shriner commercials. But, man, it's sad. I, 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 there's just so much that I take for granted. Like, I'm going to go for a walk today. A lot of people can't do that. Mm, that's true you know so this kind of just keeps everything puts everything in perspective and that was a good cause by jake gervas and the former iowa players and yeah i still say you know what happened last summer was bad and i not min- i still say there's a lot more good with iowa football than bad now the racial stuff's got to be dealt with and it's being dealt with well I mean, and as kirk says he said just talk to the players on the team yep yeah he said they will because when it comes up in recruiting, they will, they tell, will tell you what's going on. What's going and, on? And I thought what Tyrone Tracy said. Yep, things are on the up and up now. Things are much better here. We're comfortable. But he says, I want to come back in four years. And I mean, you don't yeah. change a culture in a year. No, you don't. You don't change something like that in a year. You change it over time. But I think steps are being taken. And I mean, Chris Doyle lost his career over this. So yeah. you can't accuse Iowa of sweeping this under the rug. They did not no. do that. Yeah. Well, we got to. We just gotta. We gotta cheer up. Jesus. The only solace I can take for Fred right now is I know he's not listening to this song. <laughs> Right, play it for a while. I want our listeners to give their opinion. Oh, they heard it earlier. <clears throat> Jesus. How about when he starts screaming or whining during it? What's, what's that about? He's whining. I'm going to reach out to Gates and see if he can get Jackson Brown I think on. that was the time that Daryl Hannah was beating him up. Beating the hell out of him, yeah. Didn't she accuse him of beating her up? Yes. And it, yeah, and the other way around. Say, and he didn't say anything. She's bigger than and him. And it was the she? other way around, and she later on admitted it. And now she's with Neil Young. Yeah. 
Yeah, what a wonderful choice. Jesus. <laughs> what an uplifting. Yeah, you are. What an uplifting personality. Hello. First of all, Captain, great song. That was great. <laughs> I, Second of all, you guys were talking about COVID earlier. I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday, North Carolina State Baseball at their home stadium had a ceremony where they declared themselves the 2021 national champions. I just kind of wondered your thoughts. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate that, I mean, COVID basically, COVID basically ruined the College World Series. Yeah. It did. I mean, we act like it's over. We act like it, but it's not. And that just goes to show you that if you're not careful, it's going to impact something. I mean, I feel bad for North Carolina State. I think they had a serious chance to win it. And I like the song too, Tommy. <laughs> what do you think of what Tommy said about what North Carolina? What, what he said they they kind of proclaimed themselves a national. Yeah, team. That's... you know, whatever. If that's what they need to do to cope with a very bad situation, I feel for them. But they only had 13 players left after COVID, and I'm sure probably none of those players got seriously ill. But as we've said many times before, that's not the point. Were they vaccinated? I, I don't know. It. I doubt it. I think all the players that weren't vaccinated, they weren't allowed to play. Then they got what they deserved. In a way. I mean, I know it's kind of heartless to say that, but I agree with you. Yeah, sorry. I mean, but no, I agree with you. I mean, it does sound heartless, but these people that bitch and moan about the vaccine, but then complain when things happen. I mean, you just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't either. I just don't get it. It's the path to normalcy. Yes. Get your vaccine shot. And Get the, them. And the reason, the, some of the stupid reasons people don't, well, they're putting a microchip in your shoulder and they're going to follow they're, you for the rest of your as life. As they hold their cell phones. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean just idiots. No, the whole thing's ridiculous. Uh, you know, he could have been the hero of this, Trump. He could have been the oh, hero. Oh, he easily could have been yeah. the hero. Yeah. Easily. And instead, you know, got his shots in secret. Mm-hmm. And so did uh, Melania, didn't she? Yes. So yeah, I don't get it. He very easily could have been. He yeah. could have, I mean, he could have not only have launched the warp speed stuff, but then carried it out. Yeah, and I mean, even us, even we would have been complimenting him. Yeah. You know, I mean, because you, I mean, there's certain things whether you like somebody or not. If they do something, boom, he you could have, have done the same thing. He, but he doesn't. There's no empathy there for people. No. It's. And, hey, not to change the subject, but I reached out to Iowa State Sports Information Director about having Jamie Pollard on. He got back to me right away, but he said, well, Jamie's on. This was two weeks ago. He's like, well, Jamie's on vacation this week. I will give him this message when he returns, and we'll see if he's interested. Have not heard back from him. That'd be um, interesting. I'm kind of surprised. I figured maybe it'll still happen. I haven't sent a follow-up. But if he does not come on, Captain, does that mean he's a pussy? He's a pussy, then. Yeah, he's afraid if he, to go against the hard-hitting journalism and the that we bring on a daily basis, every day. I think we should have him on, and I think he should take calls. Don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could you imagine that fake Dirk, <laughs> fake Ackerman? Think about okay. If we did have Jamie Pollard on and he did take calls, who would be the second call after Karn? Do you think if he was Southern going? Justin? <laughs> you think he would? No. How would Jamie Pollard? No, because handle? it's the summer and he's on hiatus. Oh, okay. So who do you think would be the second call? Yeah, uh, I would say fake Ackerman. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Jamie Pollard dealing with our callers? I think it would be hilarious. You know, but no, I have not heard back. And Iowa State's usually pretty good about. So I'll send a follow up, but I think it's pretty obvious he doesn't want to come on. And I no, was surprised. I don't know. Yeah. I I, I, I thought it's not like we were. I wanted to have some fun with him. 
You know? Or a Hawkeye station. I mean, but still, in I all mean, fairness. I mean, he loves putting billboards over here and pimping Iowa fans. Why not come on the radio show? We're giving him a platform here to come on and promote Iowa State. But no, I've not heard back. Yeah, contact him maybe again. No, I will. I'm going to reach yeah. out to him. And I'm going to say, hey, Mike, I never heard back. Does that mean Jamie's not interested? You think that's... I would, yeah. st- would draw that conclusion. Yeah, yes. and, we'll, and if Mike says, yeah, you know, then I'll just, then we'll, we'll, I'll come back in and then we can really call him a pussy. Yeah. yeah. Cyclone pussy, right? Yeah, the, uh, the ownership calls him a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would like to talk to him. It was in a board meeting. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> all, all three of us called him a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else Hawkeye sports-wise. I'm big recruiting weekend, no commitments. I'm not going to read too much into it though, Tom, because they're all behind the pro- they're all behind in the process. That's right. I still think we'll probably get one or two here in the next two or three days. But I don't think. But I, I could was, be wrong. But I don't think this 22 class is going to be a great class. This guy in no. the chat room says, "I'd like to see Pat write a song." I can't write a song. Well, I've written plenty of songs, but uh, none of them got the popularity that uh, that one did. Well, you should wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, lawyers. Are, so you say lawyers in love is not as bad as afternoon delight. No, uh, lawyers. No, how not about, even nothing, close. Nothing as bad as how that. About, not even close. How feelings. Feelings is as bad as afternoon delight, and the guy should. Really go over to Iraq and be beheaded. Yeah, Feelings was not great. Who wrote Feelings? <laughs> Morris, Morris Albert. Albert. How about Break My Stride? That you person know, should be executed. <laughs> you know, I don't... He's just... I, What's his just name? A dumb Something song. Else. Matthew yeah. Wilder. Matthew Wilder. Terrible song. Oh, I just hate I that I agree song. that it's not a good song, but it's, it's not... nauseating rhythm. Oh, God, I hate that song. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, what did it cl- what did it chart at? <clears throat> Let's see. What would you guess, Suter? Uh, Top ten? Eleven. God. It's amazing. That's why I couldn't imagine how hard it must be to try to make it as a big time musician because it's so hard to predict the market. Well you can't. And it's you know, there's so many bad songs that have been huge hits. I know. That it's... it's and so many good Number two. Number, Number two. Jeez. Well, that's something right about number that. Number two on... on, uh, on cash. <laughs> yeah, number two it is. <laughs> number two on Cashbox, number five on Billboard. Good God. Well, and uh, did you see the film Mulan? No. Yes. From Disney? Yeah. He, no. He's the singing voice of Ling. Yeah? Yes. He is 68 years old. How about that song or the theme from Titanic? Theme from Titanic. A hundred times a hundred. Okay. No. No. I would take... Uh, oh, I'd take some Tylenol and probably lay down. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to either How one. about Lonely Boy? Oh, oh Lonely Boy is better than Break My Stride. Oh, much. Okay, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, of I any... actually rather like that song. I'm trying to think of all the crappiest songs I've ever heard in my life that just brought nothing but not Fred Apples Barker. Apples and oranges. Emotional pain. Not bad, bad. But you haven't <laughs> talked about any of the the novelty songs, which are... Like Ray the Streak and yes. Convoy? Yeah, I mean, those songs are worse bad, by far than any of these other songs. Oh, without question. Yeah. But I don't really consider those songs. Okay, The Streak or Convoy, which one you... I'll take convoy. I would too, Captain. Convoy. Yeah, big, on, big join time. our convoy. <laughs> and into the night. No, I would definitely take convoy. Oh, over de- the street. definitely. The streak was terrible. <laughs> Don't look at the. <laughs> no, I... Okay, makes shooter. Me sick. The streak or eight man. 
I don't know Ape Man. Captain, can you is that it? the Kinks? Yes. Yeah. Captain's I, played I a. Know. He played a, a small. <laughs> he played it for a few. Because Captain hates it. I hate it, but I I like it better than the streak. The streak, but okay. What did the streak chart at? Was it top ten? Uh, you know. One of my absolute bottom tens is from the Muppets, the Manamana song. That song makes me angry <laughs> when I hear it. <laughs> I don't think any song's ever made me it angry. Makes, it, it does. <laughs> it makes me angry. I love Manamana. <laughs> I mean, too many walks in an any makes me angry, not a song. Yeah. So what is it? I mean, who no. sang it? <laughs> I had no idea, but it's... Uh, one of my bottom tens, for sure. So, would, um, how about you light up my life by Debbie Boone? I don't, uh, oh, it's not God. good. God, but I it, hated that no. song. How about Delta Dawn by Helen Reddy? Uh, it was okay. Delta Dawn, what's that oh, I, I didn't mind some of her on? stuff. Could it be a fading <laughs> rose from in the sky? I, I don't know if I... I knew a little bit of it. No, I don't care. What do you think the song? streak did? I'm going to say uh, seven. Seventy-four. Seven. Eight. Number one. Uh, I rest my case when you use popularity May 17th. as the key. Hello. Come on. <laughs> Way to go, uh, Duck. D- Disco Duck <laughs> is one of my bottom tens. You know, I kind of like that song. Well, good. <laughs> well, it's so it's disgusting. I'm trying to think of the disco era. Some really bad. Look, your face even gets. Oh, good. God. He does. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything even from the disco era that's worse than the songs we're bringing up. And I hated disco. No, I didn't like disco. The Bee Gees. Ah, uh, the... there were a couple songs I liked. Oh, well, Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Yeah. Uh, Maxine and, Nightingale. And, yeah, back where we started. I love that song. It's a great song. Love that song. I mean, there were some some decent songs. Yeah. But you know, to think think about it, Captain. Um, um, busting out for Rosie. I love that. Is such a better song than the streak. What Jesus? Yes, it, absolutely. Well, okay, Lawyers in Love is a better song. Than it, but busting out for Rosie is a better song than Lawyers in Love. Busting out for Rosie is a great song. Great song. It's just a great. So is Sweet song. Burgundy, and so is Post Toasty, and so is Hello Again, and Gypsy Soul. But the best best one is Busting Out for Rosie. That's what. Well, Sweet Burgundy, Busting Out for Rosie. And post toasty are my three favorite. Oh, and t- and people, people. Have you ever heard people, people? Yeah, oh, yeah I love yeah. that's probably my favorite. I Tommy played Bolton. this stuff for twenty some years. People, and people, we're playing it again on the on uh, the plus. <laughs> people, people is probably my favorite Tommy Bowen song, followed by Busting Out for Rosie, and they sound so different if you heard them back to back. I you know we haven't gone back. Hey, I think I've heard Johnny Bowen maybe calling in on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, he sure he is. <laughs> remember that little yeah. remember that yeah. little run we had? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if we tried to reach out to him on he's on Facebook. We have reached out to him. Did he ever respond? No. God, we can't get Tommy Boland's brother or the no. cow sales. Or the cow sales. To pay no. attention to us. No. The cow sales. That was an insult I even asked her. I mean, that's what pissed me off. Okay, what was their uh, hair? Oh, a hair or um, break my stride? Uh, hair. Okay, I would agree with you on that one. I hate it. And then what was that other song I they had? I hated that. I, it's a show tune, and I hate I, I like show tunes. What was the other song they did? The Park, The Rain. And rain, yeah, The Park, and other things. Nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. That was better than the hair. God, I hate the hair. God, it's already 1030. 
Okay. You get angry. I do. That song pisses so what me song, off. So how many songs piss you off? Just oh, uh, I'm not thinking of some of the other ones right now. Well, there's a good solid half dozen or more. Does Apples and Oranges by Pink Floyd piss you off? No, I don't know it. Well, that's the one we were playing earlier. Yeah. That sounded uh, just No, like... it didn't piss me off, but okay. it didn't do anything for me either. It did something for me, and it wasn't good. <laughs> so... But no, okay. um, well, watch, like again, before watch we... Watch ra- Suter's face, Hardy. <laughs> I'm a Suter on this one, man. This is bad. This is bad. Did MTV play this a lot? Yes. I'm expecting him now to go green like the home. Okay, <laughs> message to you, Rudy, or break my stride? Rudy. Okay. It sounds like a woman. I just hate the rhythm of this song. And I don't like his voice. I don't like his voice. And break of my style, I just don't like it. God. And how That's much, just bad. And how much money do you think he made on that song? A lot. More money than well, he made his, on any other song. Find out his yeah, net this, worth. I'll well, bet this, it's... Uh, this will really piss you off. I'll bet it's $5 million. And probably most of it from that song? Yes. I'll bet it's $5 million. $5 million? I could see around $5 million. I'm going to say $2 million, just to be different. And to just try to hope that there's some sanity in this world. There isn't. Wilder. Net worth. And then we'll wrap it up. He could be a Randy Quaid, too. For no, what do you know. think? He five. said five, I five said million. two. Yeah. 18 million. What? 18 million uh, and counting. He's a record uh, producer as well as a composer. Oh, okay. So uh, he's done other things. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus. He said, you might not like my music, but go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Count my money, MFR. <laughs> wow, 18 million. Hey. <laughs> This morning, CNN uh, did this interview. Uh, they were talking about Barr, and they couldn't have used the BS word more than than they used it. I yeah. mean, th- there was five minutes of nothing but saying the BS word. Yeah. And now the Republicans hate him. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, he was their big hero when he was shielded. Now they hate him. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I mean, Barr is basically just trying to save his reputation, isn't he? Too little, too late, my That's too yeah. late. Too late. Yeah, just go away. It's too late. He but looks he, like it, and he does look like Elton John. Does he have a book out yet? Not yet. But oh, he, you know he will. You know well, what of he, looks he like? will. He looks like if Barbara Starr had a child with Elton John. That's what Bill he looks, looks like, like. Fred Flintstone. He does look like, but doesn't he? he does. Look, I think he looks like Barbara Starr and, and Elton John. Yeah, I see a little bit of that. Those in him. Okay, but hey, before we wrap up on a serious note, think again, about that. What angers you more? Matthew Wilder or, or Barr getting together with Barbara Starr. Well, that, that one angers me. The other grosses me out. Fair enough. But again, if you have a chance, get on um, GoFundMe and you can help Fred My Barr. My God, he does. Barbara Starr's on TV now. He looks like Bill. She, she does. Yeah. He looks just like Bill Barr. Well, I, can, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. So, all right, but again, um, just on a serious note before we call it quits today, yeah. um, if you can help, if you got a few dollars to spare, Fred Barr needs your help. Former Iowa linebacker who was here at the beginning, helped lay the foundation under Kirk Ferentz, came here from Florida, stayed here for four years, brought Colin Cole with him. He needs your help. His family needs your help. Let me see. Um, We've got that posted on our Facebook page, KCJ. And I retweeted your thing, and I'm going to put it on And the, the 
I think they're trying for 35,000. The last I saw it was at 1,000. Well, it was at 600 like 20 minutes ago, so it's working. And I saw it, yeah, I saw it at 1,000. Let's see if uh, we continuing that trend. I sure hope so. Yeah, I mean, 35,000, and you know, that sounds like a lot of money, but in the medical world, that's not a lot of money. I mean, my no, hernia surgery, sure my hernia surgery, I think, cost 20. I mean, think about that. Did it? I Did think it? it was something like that. Yeah, I think it was around 20,000. So three thousand nine hundred and eighty-five. That's a lot of money in yeah. in a lot of, in, a, in an hour. Yeah, that's great. Hello, hello. Um, I just looked at your web page and it says that the Freddy Bar, um, yeah. it's no longer accepting donations. What? Yeah, that's what it says on the web page. Interesting. Or on your on your post. Huh. All right. Well, I wonder. Okay, well, thanks for the heads up. We'll look into it. Let me go to it. All right. Thank thank you. Yeah, let's get this clear. Well, that's not good. I mean, it certainly looks like I can make a donation. I'm not doing it on our page, though. I'm going to our page now. All right. Look how cute his kids are. No. This fundraiser is no longer accepting donations. If you are the organizer, beneficiary, team member, sign in to see additional... Well, that's not information. That's not your problem. That's something else. That's yeah. that's nothing wrong with what you posted, is it? I mean, that's no. I just posted. But Tom, you still say donations are coming in. Yeah. Well, how are they coming in? If this not... says fifteen thousand raised already. <clears throat> it's what it says. Well, Tom it... said just thirty nine hundred. That's something's something's a mit... Yeah, there's, there's here. I just copied this over from uh, from Rob. I wonder though if you cap did you copy something over from Rob from two from a couple years ago? No, this is just the most recent one. I don't know what this is. I think that's you might want to double check here because Kakeit retweeted it too. Let me let me see uh, here. Let, I'll let, take it down and take it down and put another one up. Um, let, let's get this fixed before we get off the air. Um, let's see. I want to see. Just a second. Uh, oh here, okay. Here's Hawkeye Legacy. Um, they retweeted it. Yeah, Captain, you treated a different one. Now up to 4,520. Yeah, this is the... the ho- okay, Tom Cakert, uh, Fred Barr needs your help. Yeah, this one, and then Hawkeye Legacy retweeted okay. it, too. I'm going to retweet. i get that on there, and I'll put it on our page. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sh- I think you... What I think happened was you um, I, it, you linked an old one. Evidently, because I. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to retweet. Um, but yeah, it's gone up thirty five hundred dollars since we started talking about it, so it's moving. Okay, well, and now I'll make sure it's working on our page. Did you delete the other one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because when we started the show, they were at 12 donors, and now they're up to 61. That's great. Yeah. Okay, I just retweeted Hawkeye Legacies, too, and I'm going to delete the one I tweeted of yours, Captain, just to get it off. No, my get it off. Oh, of former Hawks, Matt Stockdale, 250. Mike Saunders, two, 300. Uh, let's see. Okay, I just deleted the one with the bad link. Okay, well, this is, yeah, this is. And I'll retweet yours, and I retweeted <clears throat> Hawkeye Legacies, so. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna. When okay. I do, well, it's. I like, usually when I, do, on there now. when I do donations like that, I usually do them under an eight. I usually don't do them with my name. See, and it's I don't just me. usually put GoFundMe's on our page uh, because. Everybody has because you they'd be there all the time. They'd be there all the time, and you don't know, you know, if they're real or if they're not. No, real. you're right. No, that's a good point. So uh, I mean, I really don't. I really don't do and that. I can see why you would. Yeah, Mike Lincolnberg, hundred. Good, 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 good. So no, they're, they're coming in. His teammates are all rallying behind they him. Are. I may, I may, when I donate on this one, keep my name, put my name on it, because this one, lot, lot, lots of times. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. Do, I'll admit, I haven't done a lot of donations to GoFundMe's, but this is one. Maybe it's you're kind of proud that you're doing it. You want to have your name attached to it. Just so. Gavin McGrath, Jason Dumont, our buddy John Miller. What did they all do? Hundy, Lavar Woods, uh, Billy Happel, Pat Anger, Edgar Cervantes. They're all doing a hundred. What should I do? I'm Billy Apple did. I'm doing 300. What do you want the station to do? A 200. Okay. Yeah. That'd be great. I'll, I'm going to do 100. Hell, we can do hell. We can do it right when, when we get off the air. Yeah. Well, you can do it while you're on the air if you want. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's sh- turn things over to Ms. Molly Suter. Sure. And <laughs> hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.